Welcome to Jumping the String Podcast. Jumping the String Podcast. Dedicated to the wildlands and the wild places we love. Based in western Montana, Jumping the String brings you the best hunting and fishing of the backcountry. Welcome back, Jumping the String. Just me today, I'm riding solo. I didn't ask Cole to join me, hopefully it'll be a quick one. I just wanted to briefly go over what I I can only describe as the ATF debacle. If you're unaware, the ATF has blatantly, and it appears blanketly, if that's a word, is that a word, blanketly, denied about 850 Form 1 applications to manufacture a suppressor. So for those that don't know, it is perfectly legal for you as an American citizen to make your own suppressor, as it should be. You are allowed to submit a Form 1 application and upon its approval, create a suppressor. Obviously, suppressors have unending benefits, um, most of which include or revolve around protecting your hearing. So whether you're hunting and you don't want to have to carry hearing protection, you don't want to uh, disturb your neighbors, whether you're defending your home from whatever threats you may have to do so, it protects your hearing. That's why we use suppressors, to protect your hearing. And it appears that the ATF is making a run on Form 1 suppressors, also known as homemade suppressors. The issue with that is technically they're not they're not allowed to do so. So I'm just going to briefly go on a rant here. If you don't want to listen, that's fine. I understand. Might not apply to you. I would argue that if you are a gun owner or any type of freedom loving American, that this will apply to you because it seems like one thing always leads to the other. So eventually something will come around and affect you, and you will need support for that. Um, I hope to be there for you guys. So let's all work as a team, get this sorted out, and back on track. Back in December, I put in a Form 1 application to manufacture, I should say, make a suppressor. The legal word is make. So I want to make a suppressor. It's a 30 cal suppressor is what I applied for. All you do is put in your application and you have to pay a $200 tax stamp, unfortunately. And that comes back from the 19, I believe, 1934 National Firearms Act back when gangbangers were shooting each other up with Tommy guns. The United States was freaking out and they had to do something about it. So they decided to go after the guns like they usually do. And with the guns, they also included suppressors. Um, Back then, I believe they called them mufflers. But regardless, they got lumped in with the machine guns, the hand grenades, the rocket launchers, all that actually dangerous stuff. But here we are, nearly 100 years later, and we still have to ask permission to protect our hearing. Continuing on with that, I have my application in, and it's for a 30 cal suppressor. Typically, these things, I did what's called an e-form. Typically, these things, you know, take 20 to 40 days. And I was approaching the 50-day mark, which I 
found kind of odd. Also, during this time, they were updating their e-form system, so I didn't think too much about it because it's kind of how they work things over there. Slow and monotonous. And then about a week ago, I got I saw a bunch of postings on social media about just flooding the internet with people that had their applications denied. And with the denial, um, like I said, about 850 of them or so, was a uh, little box that said, um, and I'm paraphrasing here, but basically um, your application was denied because um, you can't manufacture a, you can't make a suppressor without a Form 1 that is approved. And we believe that you have parts that are already a suppressor. Therefore, um, even if we approve this, it would not be a legal document and it would not be proper due to the fact that you already have suppressor parts. And that makes absolutely no sense. If anyone knows how the suppressor works, you have threaded tube that has two caps. One screws onto your barrel. One has a hole in it for the bar- for the bullet to come out of. And then inside you have baffles or in some cases a monocore, which captures the gases, dissipates them in a slower fashion as opposed to just uh, all the gases ripping out of the barrel at the same time, and it significantly decreases the report of the rifle. Now, according to the ATF's definition, silencer is what they call them, is anything that reduces the report of the rifle by one decibel or more, which could literally be you putting a two liter bottle over the end of your barrel, shooting it and decreasing the decibel level, or putting it against a pillow, or screwing on a potato, would all decrease the decibel levels. It's just kind of how physics and science works. Now the issue with that is, what is considered a suppressor part? Like I was saying, it's a tube with threaded end caps and baffles. So historically, you would have a piece of pipe, metal, aluminum, or more recently, titanium, which makes them extremely light and very viable option for hunting. You'd either buy the threaded pipe or if you had a lathe or a mill or whatever, you would do that yourself, put the caps on, make the baffles, and the baffles are just a series of Kind of looks like uh, metal sauce cup holders, very interestingly enough. And drill holes through them. And from there, you put those in in a pattern that will decrease the gases and um, decrease the report of the rifle. So the ATF denied all of these applications, claiming that these people had suppressor parts. What they're trying to do is go after... what's called solvent traps. So a solvent trap is something that you screw on to the end of your barrel, capture the cleaning solutions that you put through your guns from keeping and, you know, dumping all that carbon and goop on your floor or whatever. They're actually pretty effective at capturing things like that. Some people buy these solvent traps as solvent traps and then modify them into suppressors. It was a very common thing to do, especially for Form 1 applicants. I don't know of any homemade silencers being used in 
criminal cases. As with most things, NFA items or NFA-related parts and things typically aren't used in crime, surprisingly, because criminals really don't care if their gun sounds loud or not. That's the common misconception that people are just running around like it's a splinter cell and we have um, assassins at the ready, virtually silent weapons, and that's just not the case. So with these 850 applications, if they think you had a solvent trap, they denied it. Because like I said, they're trying to go after the solvent traps, even though technically there hasn't even been made a law about it. They're just now classifying anything that could be a suppressor part as a silencer. So if you have a tube that you intend to make into a suppressor, that is now a suppressor, and you have to have an approved Form 1 to not just turn that into a suppressor, but just to have it in your possession and to buy it if you don't have it in your possession. So as you can tell, that makes things kind of tricky for us just due to the fact that suppressors can be made from commonly acquired goods. Most of you listening probably have everything in your house to already make one. There's the issue. So setting aside the solvent trap thing, that's a whole thing you guys can get into. Um, if you're interested in it, I'm going to kind of drop off there with it just because that could be an eight-hour discussion in, of, in and of itself, just talking about solvent traps. So we're not going to go there. The more interesting thing is that people that they don't have any solvent traps and they don't even have the parts that they need to make a suppressor were also denied. And the ATF is claiming that if they thought you were going to build it out of a pre-made kit or a solvent trap, that they denied you. Um, word on the street is that they also then sent those denials to field offices and left it up to their, to their discretion if they want to pursue further action with that. Kind of scary if you had an application in. Even if you don't have the parts and you got a denial, your local ATF field office got a little letter saying that your application was denied and that they can do with that as they wish. And we all know what that means. Kind of scary and very ambiguous and a complete overreach by one of the alphabet agencies, unfortunately. On my end, um, I was one of the lucky ones to not get mine denied. So mine is still in the process from late December, um, about a week ago. So today's the 8th, I think on March 1st or the 2nd, they sent out an email to everyone in this Form 1 system that is still in the queue asking for several different things, pictures and designs of your suppressor or the parts that you have or don't have already, um, where you bought the materials from, a description of the processes that you're going to use to assemble or fabricate the silencer, the product model or kit, and the name of each device or the part that you will use. And then they included, um, graciously included, all of the legal details, which include things such as an approved Form 1 does not authorize any person to manufacture the silencer on behalf of the Form 1 maker. And approved Form 1 does not authorize the transfer of a silencer to the Form 1 maker. A subsequently approved Form 1 does not legitimize the transfer of a silencer that did not comply with the tax, transfer, and registration requirements of the NFA. Further, it's a violation 
to make a false entry on any NFA application, and the maker must certify in the Form 1 application that the maker is the person who will make the silencer on the Form 1 application. And that's about it. So what they're saying there is, you've got to be the one to make it. Uh, manufacture is for FFLs and SOTs. So if, um, say, um, Gemtech, Surefire, those are popular suppressor uh, manufacturers. When they build a suppressor, they're manufacturing. When we build a suppressor, it's make, just to clarify those things. So right there, they're saying you have to have an approved Form 1 before you can make a suppressor. If you bought any parts from someone that didn't transfer them through a Form 4, it's not legal. If you have anyone else make the parts or transfer the parts, again, it's not legal unless there's a Form 4. So what they're saying is if you have any parts that you're going to use for a suppressor that were not properly transferred with a Form 4 and are already in the NFA registry as a suppressor, it's not legal whether or not you have an approved Form 1. So again, that makes things very interesting. So not only did they send that information, they then requested you to take pictures of the parts that are illegal and send it to them, and then tell them where you bought the parts from and how you're going to turn those parts into a suppressor. I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not your guys' lawyer, but that sounds incredibly dangerous. Um, seems like a big gaffe on the ATF's part. Quite the fishing expedition. One of the biggest I've ever seen. So there's that. So my response to them was what I feel is appropriate. I don't have any kits that I'm going to make into a suppressor. I don't have any parts. None of that. Upon the approval, I will then buy everything I need. And then between drilling, sanding, milling, painting, gluing, or welding, I will then make this suppressor. I have to engrave it per the law, and then it will be mine. I can't sell it, can't get rid of it. That's kind of the rules there. I also sent a picture um, off the internet of some bar stock and round tube aluminum, um, commonly made material, commonly used materials for suppressors, and kind of a digital mock-up of the design. If you are a Form 1 applicant, just be careful because they're gunning for us. So some good news with that. The um, good folks at Guns of America, as well as the American Suppressor, Suppressor Association, are suing the federal, federal government, as they should. So please go support those folks over at GOA and the ASA. That's Gun Owners of America and the American Suppressor Association. I'm going to leave it there for you guys. Just a quick one. So. Um, again, I can't reiterate how important it is to support each other in this. Um, suppressors shouldn't even be an NFA item. Hopefully in the future they are removed. Several states, um, Texas is one of them, and I believe Wyoming now and maybe another one are suing the federal government to make in-state suppressors. So if you make a suppressor in Texas, they want to keep it out of reach of the federal government as it should be um, created just like a firearm. Even that's a bit of a stretch. Um, some of the countries in the world that are allowed to have guns 
You just buy them off the shelf because that's how it should be. All it is is a way to protect your hearing, and that's it. So I'd encourage you guys to look this up. Um, if you Google ATF Form 1 into Google or DuckDuckGo or whatever you use, you will find um, quite a few articles on it. I would recommend reading the stuff from GOA and the ASA. And I believe the NRA just posted something yesterday, late as always. But nonetheless, they also posted something. So please go check this out, guys. Get educated on it. Because it doesn't stop at suppressors and it never does. So I'll just leave you guys with that. Thanks again for listening. Jumping the String. Check us out on Instagram at Jumping the String. Send us an email jumpingthestring at gmail.com and we'll see you guys soon for the next episode. For listening to Jumping the String podcast. Check back soon for new episodes. Bye bye. Bye bye.